Hey y'all, it's Cammy, a super fly girl from a little bit world, also known as the 919. I know you're wondering, Cammy, what are we talking about? And just how did we get here? Well, let me tell you. Pen and Paper Podcast is bringing you all the feels of a little bit of everything for a whole lot of somebodies just like you. I'm bringing to you real conversations, transparency, and a whole lot of love. This is for my dreamers, believers, and for show, my debaters. So let's dive in together as we touch on topics of family, friendships, relationships, both inward and out, come on, love, music, beauty, and did I mention finances? Uh, Oh yeah, we're taking it there. Pen and Paper Podcast is what I like to call your one podcast fits all. Yes. And I can't wait to explore with all of my ladies and my fellas to get just the right perspective and a whole lot of laughs, of course. So sit back, relax, and let's put this pen to the paper, y'all. Welcome back to yet another episode, and I'm just so excited. I'm so excited to have um, my guy panel today. So for the listeners, if you are a real pen and paper listener, then you know that we had a girl episode, and I gave the ladies an opportunity to talk about, you know, their self-worth and, and, and just talking about all that good stuff. So today, we are letting the fellas speak out. Okay, so today I have five of some of the most wonderful, educated, and hardworking men with me that I know, and I just know that they are going to give the ultimate uncut truth of what you wanted to know and you never asked. So without further ado, y'all, I just want to introduce them. So I want to start off um, first with Mr. Jeremiah Favors. How you doing, Jeremiah? I'm doing just fine. I'm doing just fine. How you doing? I'm doing great. So Jeremiah, he received his bachelor's degree in liberal arts sociology with much business and career success. He is also a mentor and an advocate for young men around the world. He stands on the quote that if we opened our eyes and ears half as much as we do our mouths, we would open our mouths half as much. Kyle Woodard is who I have next right now. What's up, Kyle? How are you doing? What's going on? What's going on? <laughs> um, Mr. Kyle Woodard, who is truly near and dear to my heart, is first and foremost a family man, y'all. He is one of my favorite cousins, might I add, and he strives to make a difference and saves lives as he is a firefighter and by all means is a man who is simply going to tell it like it is. And I like to call him Mr. Black Man Don't Cheat Himself. <laughs> next i have mr daryl miles what's up daryl good how you doing good good he is an alumnus of winston-salem state university he is a man of faith as well as a talented musician and is now a program coordinator within the healthcare field he is a dear friend who stands on his truth and integrity and i'm so glad to have you here Appreciate you. <laughs> okay, next I have Mr. Jordan Lynch. What's up, Jordan? What's up? What's up? I'm happy to be here. Yes, Jordan is currently receiving his degree at the Winston-Salem State University. He is so hardworking. He's a musician, and he enjoys the ideas and conversations of life. Yes. 
And last but certainly not least, I have Mr. Christian Miles. What's up, Chris? <laughs> I'm doing well. I'm doing well. How are you? Awesome. I'm great. I have today, y'all, Mr. Christian Miles. He, too, is one of my favorites and also my cousin. Not only is he my cousin, but he is a man of many trades. He's an entrepreneur, a tutor, and he is all in all a man of wisdom. It's so good to have you, Chris. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. Yes. So, fellas, we're just going to get into the conversation. Um, I did this on my girl panel. So the first thing I want to do is to ask y'all and everybody don't have to speak at once. (laughs) But what is your relationship status? Let's get into it. Um, Everybody looks silent. So I think I'll pick Jordan. You go first. Tell us your relationship status. I am single. I'm single. (laughs) Jordan wasted no time, y'all. He's single. All right, all right. Come on, guys. Let's 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 hear it. I'm going uh, next. I'm single as a Pringle. <laughs> okay, okay. Chris said he's single as a Pringle. Okay. I'm single. Single. <laughs> Daryl, go ahead. Go ahead. Single. Oh yeah, I'm single as well. Okay. Okay, Kyle. Single as well. All right, and Mr. Jeremiah. I'm, I'm dating right now. Oh, awesome. Okay. So we have single, single, single and dating. All right, guys. So I always like to get started with a quote. And the quote that I like to start off with, it says that a real man doesn't look for multiple women to love. Instead, he looks for multiple ways to love one woman. Okay, so with that quote, guys, um, let's just get started. What do you think about when you hear um, this quote of saying that? Anybody? Uh, let's start off with you, Mr. Jeremiah. What do you think about when you hear a real man doesn't lo- look for multiple women to love? Instead, he looks for multiple ways to love one woman. I mean, I can agree with that. Okay. With that statement. I can agree with that. Okay. And what do you agree with? Which part? The multiple ways to love one woman or which, what part resonates with you the well, most? Well, for one, I don't, I, I don't think uh, any man is looking to, and I mean like a man, like the definition of a man. I don't think a man is really looking to find a bunch of different women to love per se. Um, now, I think he also understands that it takes a lot of uh, time, patience and dedication to love that right that one woman the right way but uh you know that's uh has to be reciprocated as well but definitely that absolutely that's so true so kyle how do you feel about that um i feel the same way to tell you the truth i am a firm believer that it is a man's duty to figure out whether it's many or whether it's one big giant way to love whomever he's with um the the whole nowadays i feel like it, it's sort of kind of coming back but it, it dwindled away where the the whole uh men won a bunch of multiple women and all that mess like that but it, it's still around but it's not as prevalent as it used to be but i agree that one man should find one woman to to love her multiple ways Absolutely. All right, Daryl, let's hear from you. It says, I'm going to read it one more time just to jog your memory. It says, a real man doesn't look for multiple women to love. Instead, he looks for multiple ways to love one woman. So how do you feel about that? 
I agree as well. Me being a man of faith, I believe, I believe firmly in loyalty. And so like a, a real man should find fulfillment in finding those multiple ways to love that one woman in his life. Absolutely. All right, Jordan, how do you feel about that statement? So I as well concur. Um, I just feel like when a man um, and like Jeremiah said, the true definition of a man, when he finds that one woman, he won't it won't it won't be a hesitation for him to find those multiple ways um, to satisfy um, his significant other. So that's my viewpoint. on it. All right. And Chris, what is your viewpoint on it? I'm going to have to go with the group, too. It's like, you know, you find that right woman, like, you're going you're gonna to find those ways that cater to her needs and, you know what I'm saying, at different times of her life. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be different the way you love her at different points, you know? Absolutely. So. I agree. So because you uh, you guys agree with the statement, you say you find that, that one woman and um, you basically are capable of loving so a lot of women, I guess, would sort of disagree with that statement, obviously, you know, because we all have different processes of thinking and all that. So what do you guys feel like is the stereotype? Because all of you um, are not married. Right. So if you say if you, you, you know, he who finds a wife finds a good thing. So what do you feel like is your stereotype as a man, whether um, single, married, um, uh, dating? What is your stereotype that I guess sort of deters this way of feeling that you guys are saying um let's start off with let's see let's start off with you Kyle how do you feel about that what is your stereotype that you feel like you get as a as a single man um the number one stereotype that I get is that I come with everything already prepared Mm. um I I I I like to paint I like to, to to see myself as a man who has his head on straight has a great career working towards another great career, um, X, Y, and Z. So with, with, with those things that I, that I show and then I portray, um, it, it's automatically assumed that I have finances in order. I have home, car, and even down to like emotional and mental in order. And not saying that I'm not, don't have those in order, but they're, they're, everything takes work, constant work, constant um, building and constant uh, bringing up. And a lot of women have an issue or have a problem when it comes down to it and they see like where I truly stand or where I truly am in life. Mm. And they'll be like, um, well, I thought you had all this in order. I thought you had it. I said, I do have it in order. It may not be to your liking or to your standard where you want me to be, but I have it. And that's a, that's one of the, the, the stereotypes that I get. Wow. That's deep. So do you kind of feel like they are sort of stuck in a mindset where they, they don't see the growth or how does, what kind of, I guess, changes that, that process? Because if you say that it is a, it's a, it is a process to become what, you, what they're looking for, what it, what do you think is the issue? Um, I think the issue is that society has really painted a picture that the men are supposed to be well put together, point blank period, regardless of what's going on. Um, you're not allowed to have this going on and that going on. And if you do have it going on, you can fix it. 
and mm. it'll be over and done with and you don't have to worry about it anymore. And truth be told, as as everybody knows, men are human too. Yeah. Men have X, Y, and Z going on. Men have this that they don't have or that they do have. And that's that that's one of the, the, the things that that really that I have to preach sometimes. That men are human too. We have emotions, we have issues, we have problems. Absolutely. So Chris, let's get to you. What do you feel like is a stereotype as a black man, single? Um, what do you feel like is one stereotype that you have been given? Um, I think it goes along with like age as well. Like if you're young and you're looking for or you're attracting relationships, you know what I'm saying? You're getting into relationships and people are like thinking you got multiple at one time. Like, you know, I'm the type of person like if I want to focus on something, you know what I'm saying? Like whatever you put your effort into, you know, it should work out, you know, if it's reciprocated. But, you know, that's how I kind of look at relationships. It's kind of like 100 percent, 100 percent, not necessarily, you know, he might have this on the side. Or he might be doing this. Like I was always a stereotype I was approached with, like, you know. So you can never assume, you know, a person is, you know, away or not. So. Okay, so you pretty much had the stereotype that you are dealing with someone, but they think that you're dealing with with other people as well. Exactly. Okay, we're going to get to that. All right, Daryl, what is one stereotype that you have had as a black man? What is some stereotypes that you had as a single black man? Um, I, I would say, like, um, I've been, like, single over, maybe over a year by now, um, but a time before that, you know, I was always seen with, you know, somebody. So I didn't really receive a stereotype based on being single. And, but um, I would say now, I guess people think that, like, I think the stereotype I may get is that I'm not really talking, I'm not social or I don't talk to a whole lot of people because, you know, I've been in uh, my own social inclusion per se since, you know, being single, just, you know, working on myself, finding out, you know, who I am again as a man by myself in this society. So I always think like people think that I'm kind of chill, laid back, not boring per se, but, you know, just not really out there, out there. So they think you're not really looking. Yeah. Okay. We're going to get on that. All right, Mr. Jeremiah, what do you think is a stereotype that you have gotten as a black man? Um, A stereotype as a black man? Okay, so who 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 is? I guess that that would be the question. Is like who would you say is like given the stereotype? So I think from I would say from black women. So you being a dating okay. black man, what do you think some stereotypes that you have gotten um, from black women? I, I would say probably thinking you, you're doing too much or you got a lot going on. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Okay. When it's, when it's probably not even that at all. You know what I mean? But just the uh, when you're basing it off of like uh, society's portrayal or or depiction of black men in certain aspects in their life, or if they're at a certain status in their life, they'll just automatically assume as such. But mm-hmm. it's probably the furthest from the case. But you know, wow. Okay. All right. And Jordan. Last but not least, what is a stereotype that you have gotten as a black single man? So I can personally say. Um, as a 22 year old, I, I can't say I really have had like a stereotype, 
But I can say, um, as a 22-year-old black man, a word that gets thrown around a lot is toxic. Mm. Toxic. Um, I would just say a lot of people think that um, young men, they're single because they want to be fruitful or, you know what I'm saying, see if the grass is greener. But I will say that this, for me, is a time of like, it's a transitional period. Okay. So it's like, what am I transitioning to? What is the evolution going to be? So I don't feel like that's fair to be with somebody, attach to somebody, that necessarily. And then you get the whole, well, that's toxic because you're, you're selfish. You're worried about you. But necessarily, I'm just trying to get through this whole transition period. But I would say I, I personally haven't been like, yeah, this is you single. But I would say toxic is something that gets thrown around in my age group for stereotypes. Okay. So we got toxic. We got you got it all together. We have you're not looking. We have you got too much going on and that you you basically are dealing with a whole bunch of people. So with how would you guys say um, it kind of makes you feel because it seems like you're basically coming to the conclusion that a lot of these things are assumptions. So why have you as men tried to clear these assumptions or, or these um, stereotypes or have you kind of just let it be throughout your lifetime? Anybody can go. I think I will go first on this one. Like, okay. So as far as like the assumptions, you never know what people assume about you. That's the thing. Like, mm. you know, somebody in their mind, they're like, they have an assumption. They're not going to really approach you with that because you know, that could show insecurity, you know, in their mind or something that, you know, affect, but, you know, that conversation kind of has to be had if, you know, it's an assumption. You got to kind of clear it up, you know, so. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Kyle, you, you're kind of shaking your head. So have you tried to kind of clear these things or you kind of just let it flow and let it be? Um, At one point in time, yeah, I did try to clear them, okay. but you learn, well, I've learned from my experience that it is, you sort of kind of beat a dead horse because once somebody makes their mind up about how you, how they think you are, mm. regardless of, of, of what you may show them or how you try to show them in the back of their mind, they're still going to be like, Oh, well, he's just saying that to, to get where he needs to get or do what he needs to do. Mm. So at, the, at, at a certain point in time, I, I I'm not going to say I gave up, but I, I lessened the effort. Okay. All right. Daryl, what about you? Um, I'm kind of in between um, as well. I, um, you know, I, I, there was a time where I was trying, to, I would try to clear it up. Man, you know, I kind of started, you know, going back to thinking about who I am trying to become, who I'm trying to heal, like how I'm trying to heal as a person. And so and now I'm at a place now where I'm just doing me and I really I'm not I don't I'm not bothered by others assumptions. Absolutely. All right, Jeremiah, what about you? Have you tried to clear these stereotypes about you? Um ultimately no. Okay. I I I'm really not putting any time or effort into clearing any type of stereotype that has been presented about me. But but to be completely honest though, I think it's all dependent on your level of interest for that woman. That's true. You know what I'm saying? I think that's what, um, at times people, you know, you, you, if, if I just answer this like a blanket statement, it, it wouldn't be actual or factual, it, you know, I, but depending on the woman. So if there's a woman that I'm really interested in, you know what I'm saying? Like I've been on her heels trying to get at it for a while. 
And then she probably has that perception of me. Yeah, you're probably gonna put in a little bit more effort just to prove and show like, no, that ain't what you what you what you assume of me or what you think of me, that ain't right and that ain't correct. But if it's a woman that you just, you know, you probably don't have that like it wasn't that level of interest wasn't like that initially, then I'll probably be like, no, nah, you know, whatever then. I'm going about my business. Okay. And Jordan, have you tried to clear the stereotypes about you? No. Um, I believe <laughs> that like my actions, um, my actions prove who I am. I'm a very um, genuine person. So whoever can think whatever, but, you know, to be in my presence, that's the real, that's the real honor. So. Mm. Okay. I like <laughs> the confidence. Okay. Y'all. So on the previous episode with the girls, right. I had them talk about knowing their worth and, you know, pretty much just basically saying they only entertain guys for certain purposes. And then kind of, you know, when they, they want somebody genuinely, they, they take them serious. So are there standards that you have when you are seeking women? Because a lot of women are like, Hey, men don't have no type. So I want y'all to kind of defend that statement and tell us what are those standards? If you have them for a woman, when you are searching. All right, we'll start off with you, Kyle. Um, it used to be like financial wise, mm, okay. but you learn that I learned that finances isn't everything for me is the, the, and it's, and it's, it's something that it takes time for me to, in dealing with this person is basically, can you handle me when I am not emotionally available at the moment? And it, 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 not saying that I'm a lot when I'm emotionally available. I'm just standoffish. I don't, I don't want to be dealt with. I don't want to be talked to, sort of, kind of, every now and then. I just need my space. And when, when I need my space, I don't want you to take it as me saying, I don't want anything to do with you. I just need time to recharge. I need time to, to get myself together so I can focus to be a better whatever it is I got going on. that's right now that's the only standard i have so have you feel like you've always communicated that well absolutely 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 but it just seems like every time i can say it plain as day Mm. but they will they'll take it super personal and it's nothing personal it's just it's just me i like time by myself Okay, and that's that's fair. I just wanted to know where you're communicating because I know for the ladies that are listening, I'm like, okay, but has he said that? So I just wanted to, you know, clear that. So let's, Daryl, let's get to you. Um, how do you feel? Um, well, for, first and foremost, you know, I'll, I need, I would like or expect her to, you know, have first off a relationship with with God and everything. Um, not a perfect relationship, but striving to get better. Mm, okay. Uh, perfect. Um, I can't, you know, I don't want to meet you at your best and I'm still trying to get to my best. So I'm like, I want somebody that we can grow together, that we can grow spiritually together, um, that we can attack, you know, mental things, issues together. And um, yeah, somebody that um, can communicate well, um, Okay, that's the issue that I had to I had to work on. You know, I know that that's an, um, not my strongest point in some instances, but you know, just something that you know we're working with together. 
Absolutely. And I respect that. Okay, Chris, I'm looking at you. So what are your standards when it comes to dating or for looking for a woman as well? So I would say my top standards would be communication is very important. Like if we can talk and it's like a natural flow, like since, you know, from the first time we meet, you know what I'm saying? Like it's just a natural ongoing like attraction there. And then also like compassion, like just knowing like, both of us get into a relationship, we're being vulnerable with each other, you know what I'm saying? Like opening up, showing different parts of ourselves to like kind of develop that relationship. So it's kind of like, that's very important to me. Like just having someone real genuine and that understands like, we're just, this not, you know, just something. This is, we're building towards something, you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Type Absolutely. All right, Jordan, what are your standards? Um, standards that I would say that I have would be, can you stimulate my mind? Mm. Um, can we have a conversation? Can we um, understand each other when no one else can? Um, being able to understand each other's love languages. Communication is definitely a big, a big one. Um, and then can you be vulnerable? Um, just being your true, authentic, genuine self. Um, so those are some of the, some of my standards, yeah. All right. And Jeremiah, what are your standards when it comes to dating? Uh, my most important thing is how much time she's like invested in herself, like to really get to know herself. That's like the most important thing for me. Like, like, have you ever went a stretch where you're not dealing with anyone and you're putting time and effort into yourself and getting to know yourself? Mm. So where you get to a point where you can honestly say, that if you were to get in a relationship, you know who you are giving to that person. And then what you are expecting or looking for, you can be able to accept and return. That's the most important thing. Uh, after that, personality and characteristic traits. You know what I'm saying? Because all of that, those those two things tie into everything. Like when you're, when you are together one-on-one or if you're bringing them around your people, your family and friends, you know what I'm saying? Like those characteristic and personality traits always stand out and you never know what may transpire between you and that woman. It could eventually be genetic traits. You know what I'm saying? So I look at things like that to like a, to the depth of it. Okay. So I'm about to get on y'all because I heard a lot of intellectual communication. I hear all of that, but nobody said about the image. And I know that I'm talking to some guys that like women that look good. So why is it that you guys don't mention that? Because it's giving me (laughs) you not being honest. So why, why haven't you guys mentioned that? I'm sorry. Go Go ahead. ahead, (laughs) Yeah. Because I I get I'm always viewed as shallow when mm. I say I want this type of woman the way she looks or, or or whatever. Okay. And it's just like, well, you don't like this kind because they look that way, you know. It's just a preference. Okay, so why couldn't you mention those in your standards? Are those not a part of standards? Oh, of course, of course. But to me, it's sort of kind of. It, it, it's it's like what I go towards when I'm looking for that type of woman okay. and, that I mentioned in my stand before. Okay. Okay. That's fair. Jeremiah, you, you were sort of going to get to a point. So what were you going to say about that? I don't think like in regards to like men, like when you, when you hit that stage of like manhood, okay, like true enough, you, you, you want to be with a woman that you're attracted to. 
You know what I'm saying? Like that's that's obvious. But in regards to like the things that are at the top of your your, your check off, you know what I'm saying? Mm. That's that's not the 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 one, two, and three for you. You know what I'm saying? Because oh. men, like as men, like the main thing that we require Thank you, to request Thank is you. peace. Thank you, Jeremiah. You know what I'm saying? Like peace of mind. That's real. Like even the woman that you're dealing with, you want to be able to know that you can come home and you're not feeling like you're dealing with some nonsense or drama when you get to the home front. You know what I'm saying? And then and, and in regards to like the the stature of the woman, like her physique or her physical traits, mm-hmm. those are not considered standards though. You know what I'm saying? Like okay. standards are like the quality of the person. Like a standard is something that's within. Like the outer shell, that's not considered a standard. That I mean, it's it is a it is a a plus. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong, but in regards to the like the essence and the and the true, the genuineness of that person, no, it's not that. Okay, All right. in my opinion, okay. in my opinion, that's fair. That that's fair. That's fair. Daryl, how do you feel? Can't say it better, honestly. <laughs> um... He's, he's lost for words. <laughs> okay. All right, Jordan. What do you think about um, the beauty standards? Because you guys didn't mention it. So how do you feel about that? Yeah, no, I honestly really concur with what uh, Jeremiah said. Like when, you, when you're at a point where you know what you want or what it is that um, you are looking for in that someone, those, those uh, traits that you're looking for or those standards that you're looking for, those will be what propels the attraction to that person. Absolutely. Like if that person is the baddest thing since Wonder Bread, right? She she bad, but if you can't stimulate my mom, we can't have a conversation, then you just bad. You just you just right. you just look good. That's facts. You know what I'm saying? So um I like I said, I agree with what, what Jeremiah said. So yeah. All right, Chris, what about you? Yeah, it's definitely more than a physical connection. It it has to be like emotional, you know what I'm saying? Does she take me to a place where is this her in my eyes, you know what I'm saying? That's all I see, you know what I'm saying, type deal. Like, the feel. So, it's really about more than the looks, you know? Like, yeah, looks are a plus. It's like the cherry on top. But at the same time, like, I'm looking at your mind, essentially, you know what I'm saying? How that's what's going to raise, you know, our kids and stuff like that. Our children, should I say. So... Absolutely. And I love that you guys are honest about that because I think a lot of women sometimes we... um we understand that, you know, you want to look good for your man and you want to feel good and all that stuff like that. But I think recently there's been a number of women that have um, gotten surgeries and, and, and tried to fix their ways. So I feel like there's a big disconnect to what men are saying and what is the truth, because if that was the case, then why is it that a lot of times women, because there are women, I will say this, there are women that want to change their image for themselves, but then there are a number of women that realize that their man is attracted to what they're not. So Jordan, I saw you raise your hand. So let's get to it. Right to it. I believe that we live in a world where we see somebody do something. So mm-hmm. then we, feel like we have to do that to be held to this standard or this standard. And I feel like this whole BBL movement, this whole movement where everybody's doing all of this and flying here and flying there <laughs> and, and this garage and that garage and this doctor's office. I feel like, honestly, um, social media had a huge, a huge part in that. Seeing your favorite celebrities, seeing your favorite artists, they condone it. They advocate for it. You know what I'm saying? This is your best you. Um, and so I, that's that's a 
that's my perspective on it. I feel like um, the genuine men who know what they want, they're not concerned about how you look, how fat your butt is, all of this, the endowment of how you are. It's really how you stimulate that person. Okay. You know, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, all of that. So that that's just, yeah. Okay. Anybody got anything to add about that? Uh, in regards to those BBLs? Yeah, let's talk about like, it. Like, <laughs> Okay, so I've, I've had a conversation with female friends about this before, right? Mm-hmm. Um, one female friend stated that the women that are doing it are doing it because us as men, we want that. Okay. Right. And and my response is like, if you if you speak to the average man, that's nothing that we're pressing or stressing or chasing. You know what I'm saying? And I'm re- I'm gonna mean mature men, right? You dig okay. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So them doing that, that's all for them. That's all their choice, their decision. <laughs> something that they're not happy with within themselves. Like they look in the mirror, they're not satisfied with what they see, so they chose to do that. But then they'll try to pass, you know, saying that up on men, saying that it was the reason they're doing it because of what they're hearing in society. Hmm. If you even just look at reality TV, us us men, we're not sitting up in front of the TV, watching reality TV 24-7 all the time, getting caught up. And uh, every so you, you you have a few dudes that's in that, in that lane, but I'm talking about in regards to majority, that's not us. You know what I'm saying? We're not caught up in these social images. That, and, 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 and the crazy part is, like, when you think about it, what do they say? Like, an ugly man can get a fine woman all the time, right? But it's not the same way and vice versa. Well, that tells you something right there. We, we're comfortable in, in regards to the majority. We're okay. comfortable in our skin and, and, and what we bring to the table and what we present. You get a lot of women that are not too secure within that. And you can hear it in their tone. You can hear it in the way that they talk and the stuff that they talk about. And, I mean, for me, that's a turn off, though. Okay. And so I think that ultimately the reason why that point was so important is because I know a lot of women um, are looking at social media and I do agree that, you know, some choices are of women, but we have assumed from just just what has been happening that these are what men, these are the things that men are looking for. All right, y'all. So I have a question. And because I know that um, there is a a big disconnect between women and men and how we think, right? So women have a habit of wanting men to read their minds, right? So what is something that you feel like women should know and have yet to, and I put in quotes, comprehend? So let's start off with um, you, Chris. What is something that you always feel like women should know, but they haven't quite comprehended? Um, I would say I would agree with Kyle. Like sometimes you need kind of that space to develop yourself. Mm. You come to like you have those days where you just feel like you need to focus on, you know, what you got going on and the things that you, you know, are ultimately doing for, you know, the relationship in the long run. Like you got to put forth that work and plan it out you know and grind that has to be kind of respected you know and understood like all right i need a little bit of time it's no disrespect to our relationship but you know i'm doing things you know that i need to do you know absolutely all right jordan let's get into you what is something that you feel like women should know but have yet to comprehend reciprocity is beautiful Mm. um i believe big um I'm a big believer in reciprocity. Um, sometimes um, 
we get caught up in the whole breadwinner talk. We get caught up in the whole um, the head of the house, um, you know, the good old adages. But at the end of the day, sometimes we like to be held too. sometimes we like to be grounded and be like, all right, look, we this is a team effort. We good. We good. So that's what I would say um, is one thing that um, women who aren't mind readers but might not be thinking about it or might not be on their mind. But, you know, absolutely. All right, Daryl, what about you? Um, just like, you know, women have insecurities, men have insecurities, mm. and several insecurities, especially, you know, how we are viewed in society today. Um you know, the average man is supposed to be that dominant, you know, um, authoritative, you know, image in society. But, like, men have days where they don't, they don't want to get out of bed. Men have days where they struggle to, you know, talk, call somebody, talk to somebody. So I guess just understanding that, you know, all men don't have everything well put together in that, you know, social um, context. Absolutely. What about you, Kyle? What is something that you feel like women should um, sort of understand a little bit more about men? Um, I agree with uh, the reciprocity statement. Absolutely. Very much so. Um, I, I am a firm believer as do unto others as you want them to do unto you. Mm. Um. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not asking to be showered in gifts and praised as if I'm the next thing close to God in your world. But show me a little affection. Show me you can. Uh, show me you can show me what I told you I like, mm. even if it's something as simple as bringing me my favorite drink home for the for the evening, or when I get home, my favorite TV show is on, or what may have it. Something's just that simple. It doesn't have to be this big grand um, show of look what I've done for you and all the world has to see. Absolutely. A little bit goes a long way. That's so true. And what about you, Jeremiah? What is something that you feel like women should understand more? Uh, I, I agree with, with the fellas about the reciprocity, but also um, I think uh, the attention thing. So the the so to the level and the magnitude of attention that a woman is requesting or required, I'm not saying as men, we require that same amount, but I think that you should pay more attention to details, to the fine details of the man that you're in a relationship with. You know, like um, if he's having to remind you on several occasions about certain things after a while, that will become a hindrance in your uh, relationship. Mm. And then also, and also just knowing, you know, like, to the root of it that you know we don't see things the same you know even though like you would automatically assume that men and women understand that but i think that's something that women need to like take heed to that we don't see things the same way as you all see things and we don't view things in that same aspect you know but which makes y'all special you know what i'm saying but also which makes us different at the same time though but you need to understand though you know what i'm saying we don't view things in the same light so with knowing that the what you assume or how you feel we should approach certain situations, it may not take that we may not take that same approach. 
So let me ask y'all this. Do you feel like you've always given what you've asked for? Do you feel like you've reciprocated the things that you need to the follow to, to your significant others? Because everybody has been in relationships before, but I feel like sometimes in society, there are situations where, um, a woman can ask for something or a man can ask for something, vice versa, and it's not reciprocated with that person. So do you feel like you have given um, what you what you can give back? Like, do you feel like you can do that? Or have you done that? Um, we'll start with you, Jordan. I would say yes. Okay. Um, I feel like you shouldn't ask anybody more than what you're willing to do. Okay. Um, and so um, with my past experiences, um, reciprocity is something that I'm like, yeah, we're in this together. And um, I can I can honestly say that, yeah, I, I, w- I try to practice everything that I would maybe want implemented for me. I want to implement that in my significant other's life. Yeah. Absolutely. What about you, Chris? Have you feel like you've always done that? Uh, I would say so. Nobody's perfect, you know, but. As you date, you learn. You definitely learn, like, okay, you know, certain things. Uh, relationships is basically like a gradual growth. You know what I'm saying? It should be. It shouldn't be a decline. I mean, yeah, you might have a plateau here and there, but, you know, you kind of you got to push through those things, and that's kind of what you learn, you know, just through experience. So, Absolutely. What about you, Kyle? Have you feel like you've always given what you've asked for? Always no. Okay. To be quite honest, no. Um, there was one individual whom I could honestly say would have given me the world. Wow. Took it for granted. So I, I it, it, see how it ended. We're not together anymore. But um, from since then, yes, I've given. I've given what I've required. Absolutely. What about you, Daryl? Have you feel like you've always done that? Uh, for the most part, <laughs> yes. Okay. Um, you know, I also kind of believe, you know, start out like you can hold out. Mm. You don't put so much in those beginning stages. Don't give so much of yourself in those beginning stages. Because, you know, towards the end of my relationship, you know, I was going through, you know, it was around COVID. So I'm going through COVID fatigue. You know, finances aren't where they always were. So we couldn't have those. It was great date nights all the time. We couldn't have those, you know, trips across you know to different states or trips to different parks and everything you know so um yeah i I just believe in finding someone that is able to you know work with you through those plateaus and then work with you through those valleys and everything so absolutely and what about you jeremiah have you feel like you've always done that Uh, i think i've always provided what i was looking for but I, I can't say I've always provided what she was looking for. Mm. Okay. You know, so with and so with those uh situations that probably didn't like work out in my favor, those relationships or you know, situationships that probably didn't work out in my favor, but I learned from those situations, right? So then moving forward, I learned to apply that with the next woman that I end up dating or end up being involved with. So then it sets the expectation of what I'm looking for then. You know, and then it probably end up being a learning experience for her. But sometimes it weighs on like the patience or, or how much time the person is taking to really get to learn and know you. I think it's about learning the person. Absolutely. And so I heard Jordan sort of make a statement about um, men are said to be the breadwinner. So 
I want to talk about this because how do you guys sort of define that in your process of, you know, becoming, um, you know, husbands and, and wanting to provide for your families? How does that look in your world? Um, so, Chris, I'll start off with you. When hearing um, men are supposed to be the breadwinners, how do you feel about that? Well, you know, I do feel like it is a man's responsibility to provide, you know, the life wants for his family. You know okay. what I'm saying? So just to be able to do that is a blessing in itself. So, and that's just like a feeling of not necessarily pride, but just, you know, you, you get a good feeling knowing, you know, everybody on your side is straight or your family's straight. You know what I'm saying? So, but I do respect the women who do want to go out there and kind of, you know, have a career or, you know, develop themselves in a way where they're more understanding of themselves because if they don't have an interest in like their own separate life, then I feel like kind of they'll drift apart or you guys will grow apart. You know what I'm saying? Because they thinking like this and then, you know, you're thinking on like a, on a we and she's thinking just on a her, you know? So. Absolutely. Absolutely. So because you made that statement, Jordan, what does being a bread winner mean to you? Um, so growing up in a um, single parent household, I was raised by my mother. So I always saw my mom work. Um, and so from early age, I was like, oh, no, like I'm going to be that that man in the house that's going to be financially stable, good for the for the family. I'm going to be there for my wife. Um, but for me, a breadwinner is somebody who is protective of his space. And that means like his family, he's protective um, of his wife. Um, He's very, um, I'll say intuitive when it comes to what the needs are for her, but also for the house. Um, And somebody who, who, for me, breadwinner is not just financial. Like Mm. a breadwinner has to be, you have to be present. Okay. You, You can't just, okay, I pay for this, we're good. Or I pay for this. No, you have to be present with the monetary so that's that's what i believe but also if the woman wants to get it out the mud she get it out the mud i'm gonna support her and i feel like that as a breadwinner you can be like you a boss so you get it out the mud too we just all get it out the mud so that's that's how i i think a breadwinner is absolutely okay jeremiah what is being a breadwinner to you and how do you feel about that uh, being a breadwinner, I say is just uh, I look at that as being a financial provider for the household. Okay, being able to take care of all um, all needs for the house, I think that would be considered a breadwinner. Um, and I think I, I think any man would love to be able to do that. You know, financially, just you could tell your wife, uh, baby, you don't have to work if you don't want to. You know what I'm saying? I got everything covered. Just take care of the home front. I think any man would love to be able to put his family in that situation. But we're talking, we're living in reality, though. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And in these times that we're living in now, um, with the cost of living now, it's, unless you got a, a couple of uh, streams of revenue coming in the household, very few men, let alone men or women, are able to do that. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So, I mean, you you have to use your common sense in your household. I would say I would suggest you use your common sense to what's best for that house. If it requires both parents to work, then do what's needed. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Don't put all that onus and stress on one person. You know what I'm saying? That's I don't know. I think that, that I think that's not sensible at all. OK, and we're going to get into that. So, Kyle, what is a breadwinner to you and how do you sort of define that in your world? 
Um, for me, a breadwinner is just a point of reference where anybody in your household can come and draw from. Mm. Um, but they have to know the limits of drawing from that individual. That's that's another big thing part. And being the breadwinner, you have to let people let the people in your household know those limits. Mm. Okay. And Daryl, what do you think of, of breadwinning? How do you feel about that? Yeah, I agree with the statement of a breadwinner being the um, financial stabi- uh, financial stability within a household. But, you know, I also believe you have to have like that breadwinner mentality. Um, you know, I'm providing stability for my wife, my children, my future. And, but at the same token though, like, I don't, I don't want I wouldn't want my wife to feel that, you know, you don't have per- have a purpose or a passion or a dream because you're not bringing into that. So I would feel that is if like I'm the breadwinner, but I want you to also have purpose, have a drive, have not just sitting at home, you know, doing the domesticate domestic, you know, definition of being at home, you know. Absolutely. I want to know as a man, because men are seen to be the breadwinners, right? They're seen to have it all together and be the head of the household. But we have women now that are business owners and making things happen. So let's kind of flip it over. As a man, how do you feel, Jeremiah? Let's start off with you first. If your woman <laughs> made, <laughs> if she makes more money than you, how do you feel about that? To be honest, I wouldn't have a problem with it. You okay. know what I'm saying? But, but I think I wouldn't have a problem with it because of just knowing my personal drive. Like she's probably making more money than me in like in her, her 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 specified career that she's in, but I know I'm gonna have other things going on, so I'm probably not making more money than her in our in our main job, so to speak. But I'm gonna still bring, you know, I'm gonna contribute and bring to the table like I should, you know what I'm saying? But no, I wouldn't have a problem with it. I wouldn't feel insecure about it, but I wouldn't be dealing with a woman that would be like probably boisterous or speaking like over my head about it either though so okay that's why i'm saying i wouldn't have an issue with it you know what i'm saying absolutely all right so chris let's get to you how would you feel if your woman is making more money than you um i don't think that would be a bad thing you know extra money is always good but um as far as the relationship goes but yeah like i wouldn't be too insecure about it because i know at the end of the day if she likes me you know for my personality and just for who i am she's going to essentially show me kind of how she, you know what I'm saying, developed her sense of, you know, financial literacy and stuff like that. And, like, she'll just, it's like a mutual understanding, like, okay, you know, I know where you're at or I know what you provide, but I can, you know, show you how I amass this or, you know what I'm saying, like, or how I went about doing this. So it's just almost like a, I don't know, just like, a mutual like understanding like okay that it is what it is type deal uh, okay. but yeah okay and Kyle how do you feel if your woman is making more money than you as a man can you truthfully handle that absolutely okay absolutely it, it would not bother me one bit okay and why wouldn't it bother there is <laughs> I've been in a situation okay I've been in a situation where an individual I was dealing with was making almost double what I was making. Wow. And it was, it was great in a sense of, I didn't have, I didn't have to, in the beginning stage, have to try to impress as much Mm. because they already had, and they already, they didn't want, the only, only thing they truly wanted was me. Wow. Okay. I respect that. Jordan, what about you? If somebody's making more money than you, how would you, how would you feel? 
Um, I personally wouldn't have a problem with it because I know some way, somehow, I will be benefiting from that. Um, even if, even even if it's just simple as, hey, we I know we got date nights planned. You okay. know what I'm saying? We got date nights planned because you bringing in the big bucks. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's, that's big money right there. Okay. You know that's big money. So, but no, respectfully though, um, it's 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 all about. <laughs> It's all about your mind, like your 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 perspective. Like I know some men that would be prideful about that. Like they, right. they would be like, oh no, I'm a man. So but it's all about knowing like I wouldn't I wouldn't just be broke. I know that I wouldn't be just negligent. <laughs> I wouldn't so I know that we would be good. That's so so I wouldn't be I wouldn't have a problem. Absolutely. I love that. What about you, Daryl? How would you feel if your woman is making more money than you? I definitely wouldn't have a problem with it. I mean, if we're both, you know, doing good, striving to be better, then I don't see the problem. Um, my grand, my grandparents, um, my grandfather was retired military and a post office man. Um, my grandmother was an educator within several school systems. Her her check on paper was a little bit bigger than he is, but I can. He was still the he was still the breadwinner. He was still the the head of the household. He was the wisdom of the household. He was the solid like the rock of that foundation. So, I mean, it might look one way on paper, but if y'all both doing good, keep doing good together. Absolutely. So would you guys say, though, um, on the flip side, when it comes to finances, would you say that you feel the same way about the success of a woman? So if she's making more money, that's one thing if that's in her job. But can you truthfully handle the success um, if a woman is, I guess, in a more higher stature than you? Can you be that background of a man? Jordan, you kind of made a face at that. So how would you feel about that? I would think so. Yeah. Um, okay. For me, um, you have to know yourself mm. above anything. You have to know yourself and then you have to know who who your significant other is. Um, and if you guys have, have a foundation that's built on at, at by any means necessary or anything other than we, we're solid, no matter how big this gets individually, how big this gets together jointly, we're still good at the end of the day, then if, 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 if you are powerful and in the, in the limelight, then you're in the limelight. I'm going to be here to support you. And that's my biggest thing is support. Um, and I just want that to be reciprocated. Absolutely. I respect that. I respect that. What about you, Daryl? I agree as well. Um, but also I can understand it can be challenging. You know, let's mm. say someone has, um, such a successful career they're having to travel they're having to put on conventions having to do conferences several business trips within a year somebody has to stay back and take care of the kids so i can understand that you may feel a little set back by um by that but again it's just you know it's it depends on the relationship it depends on the understanding and the intricate works within that relationship Absolutely. And so, Jeremiah, what about you? What about success? So you said, you know, with money, everybody's pretty much said that they're okay with it. But what about if she's more successful? I mean, I would ultimately I wouldn't have a problem with it. I think uh, the biggest thing would be um, as a man, uh, your level of uh, security, you know, saying like you can't be an insecure man in a situation like that. And then also for the woman her level of comfort being in that position, mm. you know, don't feel like you have to overcompensate or feel like you have to uh, do more than, or feel like you have to minimize yourself to make me feel, to appease me or to make me feel better about it. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's a big thing in regards to um, um, like 
um, with, with relationships is um, um, the level of security and um, and also the level of, of comfort that you have in that in that relationship. You know. Absolutely, I respect that. What about you, Kyle? Um, to be honest, I think you sort of gonna have to if if you're okay with her making more money with you, and everybody knows that more money with more money comes more responsibility and with that responsibility you are more known mm. and so that 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 level of success is is it's almost it almost is contingent upon the amount of money that you make so if she makes more money than you then nine times out of ten her title or her stat her status is going to be up there higher with that amount of money so you you not saying that you don't have a choice but to accept it, but if you're accept if you're willing to accept the the finances, why not accept the status to go along with it? Absolutely, I can respect that. And what about you, Chris? Can you handle it? <laughs> yeah, I think I think I could definitely handle a woman that's successful. You know, it would definitely give me that drive to you know, like just both of us being successful. And then as long as it's there, you know, it's like also what you about to do or like you know what's your big go for the month or next six months like y'all over here chopping it up and both y'all got big goals and stuff that's kind of motivating you know kind of keep like the drive or like a fire within the relationship like you know what i'm saying like pushing both of you guys to you know different levels so i do see it as like you know you are the company you keep so as long as you have a successful woman by your side like you know what i'm saying like absolutely yeah and I can respect, um, I definitely believe as a woman that it is a security thing because like you said, Kyle, with money that does come success, but sometimes not every successful woman is in the limelight. So I think on the level of like, if she's getting more attention and she's, you know, meeting more people as a man, you know, I wanted to know, could you guys handle it? So I have, you know, sort of a statement and a quote that I kind of want to bring to y'all. And I just want to know what resonates you well, because I'm sure that you guys hear it a little too often than less so when you hear the statement black men don't cheat what do you feel when someone says it or when you see that because a lot of black women and women in general um you know would not agree with that statement so i think i want to start off with mr black man don't cheat himself so kyle when you hear that what resonates with you the most <laughs> For me, it is a, I would call it a mantra. Mm. It, it's, it's one of those things where if you say it enough, it becomes embedded into whatever it is you believe it is embedded into, whether it be the airwaves or your conscience or what may have it. Um, or like, like, like the, 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 uh, the saying is going down manifesting. Mm, yeah, of a, 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 a lifestyle that you want, um, and I, I I say it a lot on social media, and I get a lot of flack for it, and I get it. I I, I hear people say, "Well, all black, not all." You can say, "Not all black men cheat," or what may have it. But and I may joke back and and and, and say things here and there, but the whole goal behind that is to make it so that when society, when not just society, when black women look at black men. They don't correlate the bad or the cheating with the black man anymore. They mm. correlate, oh, that's that's a man who I know if I get with him, he's not going to cheat on me. He's not going to do me dirty. He's not going to do X, Y, and Z for me. So 
that whole black man doesn't cheat is not just contingent upon uh, going outside of the relationship and doing something to hurt them, but it, it's it's more encompassing of that black man is not going to cheat on me emotionally. That black man is not going to cheat on me mentally. I love Those that. type of things. I love that. That definitely is a different outlook. So, Jeremiah, how do you feel about that statement, black man don't cheat? Um, I just when I first heard it, I just laughed about it. To be honest, you know what I'm and I wasn't laughing. I wasn't laughing at that. Like, don't get me wrong. I wasn't laughing at the like at the idea that like you know black men cheat. You know what I'm saying. So I looked at it as like, no, nah, that ain't true. You know, that statement ain't true. I looked at it as like the same as when people say uh, black men are dogs. Mm. You know what I'm saying. It's all. It's all. It's all. It all narrows down to like the type of black men you've been around. Wow. You know what I'm saying. And that's gonna and that's gonna basically play off in regards to how you respond to once you hear it. You know what I'm saying? If you've been around good black men, you're going to look at it and you're going to be supportive of it. You know what I'm saying? You're still going to laugh about it, but you'll be supportive of it. And if you weren't around good black men, then you're probably going to have a negative depiction about it. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. So I didn't think nothing of it. But when I see like people getting an uproar about it, like that shit, ain't, you know, I'm sorry, but that stuff, ain't, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like that stuff ain't true. Like this and that, that this have like, you know, some, some negative connotation. Then you, you probably have some things that you you need to get over. You okay. know what I'm saying? You got some, you know, some underlying issues that you have to get through, that you have to heal through, because that just hearing that statement shouldn't get you to that point of where you are. So I respect yeah, that. Story. I respect my that. <laughs> All right, Daryl. When you hear <laughs> black man don't cheat, how does it make you feel? I'm saying I have to agree. I have okay. to agree. Um, you know, again, like I said, you know, I hold loyalty to a high standard. Um, and you know, growing up around men of valor, men of statue, that's, you know, that's what I was, that's what is imparted on to me. Um, and it's more, and it's more than just being, you know, loyal. It's about, you know, your values, what, how you hold, how do you, how do you view yourself? How much do you respect yourself? And so, um, yeah, I agree with the whole statement. Absolutely. All right, Jordan, what about you? How do you feel? Black men don't cheat. So, <laughs> I feel so, you know, and red, blue, brown. If you're going to cheat, you're going to cheat. Okay. Right? That's true. Cheat. Now, me personally, I feel like that is a subjective statement because, like, everybody kind of has been saying, like, who, when it comes to who have you been around, you know, who are the men that, that you have been in a relationship with? Who who do you attract? So, um, being one of the good ones, being one of the good ones, um, <laughs> I just talk, brother. Talk. I just know. I just. I just know that you know black black men don't cheat. Okay. Amen. And he's standing on it. Oh man, I love Way it. Way to sell yourself, man. Way right, right. <laughs> All right, Chris. What about you? Black men don't cheat. What resonates with you? I definitely, you know, support the whole black man don't cheat movement. You know, it's the thing like once you mature you realize like the integrity of that relationship all depends on trust. You know what I'm saying? Like absolutely man, woman, it doesn't matter. Like, you know, if that trust is there, that relationship can definitely grow into something great. But you know, if it's not there, you know, you start, you you plant stuff in like rocky soil, you know, so to speak, and it won't grow into what it could be or what it should be, you know? So it's very important. I definitely support that positive, like, you know, movement behind black men don't cheat. I thought it was very, you know, interesting when I when I saw it, you know, for the first time. 
I love that. And the reason why, guys, I brought that up and I wanted you guys to kind of elaborate on it is because I wanted to bring some positive light to our black men. Sometimes you you guys are not given that safe space to kind of speak for yourself. And there are a lot of assumptions about you guys. So I kind of wanted you to kind of, you know, give y'all a break, you know, give you a breeze and kind of, you know, speak for yourself. So I want you guys, as we come to a close on the show, I want y'all to go around and, you know, give our men and women that are listening um, one piece of advice because we've talked about so many things and I feel like for the women that are listening and wanted to know um, just, just about our black men and society as a whole, what is one piece of advice that you can give to our listeners? So I want to start off, um, I'll start off with you, Kyle, kind of give you a piece of advice. Um, the number one thing is listen with the intent to understand, Absolutely. not with the intent to validate your point. Mm. I love that. I love that. What about you, Jeremiah? What's your piece of advice? Uh, well, the quote that I started off with that you um, shared. And then also, um, it's something that a rapper said one time. And, and I agree with this wholeheartedly, even though it was funny how you presented it, but he said like, um, when a person goes to a dealership, you know, to purchase a car, they going because they know what they want. Mm. You know what I'm saying? If you don't like it, then don't buy it. You know what I'm saying? And you ain't got to sell yourself with nobody. You know what I'm saying? If you don't like it, you ain't got to buy this mother. You know what I'm saying? And if you do, then we good. That's my, that's my thing for you. You ain't got to sell yourself with nobody. If they really about you and they really riding with you and they really for you, then hey. I love that. I love that. All right, Jordan, what's your piece of advice for the people? My piece of advice, make your uh, make your next move your best move. Absolutely. Um, whether it be financially, whether it be um, through education, whether that be spiritually, um, I will say, men, make sure that you check on your mental health. I'll take that time right now. Make sure that your mental health is good. As black men, we don't express and talk about it enough it's okay don't be afraid to talk about it don't be afraid to reach out to somebody anybody reach out to me um reach out to cammy reach out to anybody that's on this on this podcast but i will say that but make sure that your next move is your best move absolutely jordan i love that all right daryl what's your piece of advice to the people just make every move intentional um you know we're living on borrowed time so Nobody has time to just to do things for the sake of doing them. You know, let everything you do be intentional. Let everything you do th- plan, you know, think what are you what is this what is this gonna be like in fifty years from now, forty years from now, thirty years from now. So just make every move that you make intentional. I love that. All right, and Chris, what is your piece of advice for the people? Uh I would say is just to always stay learning, like whether it's be learning more about yourself or just, you know, your craft or whatever it may be, like just always developing yourself so you can have that sense of, you know, confidence when you do get to where you need to go. You already know you're prepared and, you you know, you kind of got everything together as far as what you're going to, you know, present. And then just always, you know, leading with integrity in your life and things that just work out how they're supposed to, you know, whether they're supposed to work out or not. Like everything's a lesson. So you got to kind of, you know, learn from that and move forward. So you got through, you know, your worst days, so you can always get through the rest of them. So 
Absolutely. I love that. And guys, I always like to give a piece of advice. And I want to say to my listeners um, to be sure that um, you are literally, you know, utilizing, you know, your black men that are around you to give you wisdom and and always be um, open to learn. I think that you guys all share some great pieces, um, relational and personal. And I just want to thank you guys for coming and sharing. And this is just a part one. I got to get you guys back on the show because I love that each of you were so vulnerable and you shared and to my listeners y'all just be on the lookout for these guys to come back all right y'all we're out